Oh, hey, uh, Omar, Rob and I definitely weren't talking about feeding you to a uh, skinwalker. Not, not at all. Not, at, not in the slightest. <clears throat> well, they were totally talking about feeding to a skinwalker. Well, here's the thing. Um, you don't have to be the fastest <laughs> if you're running away. <laughs> just don't be the slowest. I don't gotta outrun the bear. I just gotta outrun you. And you will absolutely outrun me. Yes, and, absolutely. And we are officially adding Omar to our trip to Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> yes. Anyway, you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode two hundred fourteen. Bye, day. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about things like pop culture, entertainment, news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever catches our eye. This week, my name is Giggles McProtein Pants, and I'm joined by Chuckles Lightload. Hey, hey. And Dewberry Smearstain. I am the from a long line of smear stains. <laughs> My grandfather, Dewberry Smearstain I, was given his name in a... Fu- Would you like to know how he got his name? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you do bring dignity to the word Smearstain, so that was nice. <laughs> Thank you. Good word. Not to the family, just the name, just the word Smearstain. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are going to talk about George Lucas, A Life. We're also going to talk about season two of Another Life and the Showtime series, Shameless. I wrote Shameless, but it's Shameless. That's fair. That's okay. It's okay to change, the, to, to misspell some things. Um, we're also, we also might misspoil some things. Uh, this is a review show. Uh, there's going to be plenty of spoilers. We're going to try to avoid major twists. Misspoil? Uh, I was trying to play on words. I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> so, if we're talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, but you're very, very much into it, and you're you don't want it spoiled, then use your own discretion. Um, for the new, for the uninitiated, when we do get into like a major spoiler thing, we will usually or fairly often let you know ahead of time. So, um, you know, just listen for that. Um, other than that, let's spoil the news. Words is hard. <laughs> Not a lot of news that I found this week, but a couple trailers came out. Have you guys had a chance to see either the uh, book of uh, was it Boba Fett? The book I of Boba did Fett. see a trailer for the book of Boba Fett, and I'm jazzed. I did not. I'm very afra- good. I'm afraid of trailers. Oh. Because I, they, te- he almost te- had one fall on him when he was a kid, and he's been trying to Tell us everywhere. on the doll where the trailer touched you, sir. Everywhere. Um, only the fun parts. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> tra- listen, here's the thing. The truth is, trailers, they, th- these days they just give away so much of like the cool stuff of the movie that I, almost, I don't want to watch them anymore. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like annoyed by it. So. Well, this is this is a long form TV show. There's so there's plenty of footage to put in the trailer. Uh, we we won't be doing much spoiling 
Um, but go ahead. What, what made you jazz? What particular scene? Um, just visual? seeing Boba Fett back in action and seeing him. Um, it looked like in the trailer he was in the middle of a fight with uh, what's her name? Fennec Shand. Fennec, yeah, Fennec yeah. Shand at his back. And they're like surrounded. I think they were surrounded by like sand people at one point, or thugs, or something. And it it looks like it's gonna be fun. I I liked the opening with the little uh, not you specifically, but the but Omar monk, the little uh, spider guy. Those actually are creatures in the Star Wars universe. I'm sure some of you people out there listening know that it is a type of religious creature that has his. Uh, brain removed and put in a robot spider you see them uh in the job of the hut's palace scene in jedi and the mm-hmm. one just walking through the desert so you get the feeling that like boba fett when he took over the uh job of the hut's palace was just like get the fuck out of here weirdo you mean the scene like when they're just walking through the desert coming up to jabba's palace and that little thing scurries across no it's it's in the it's when they first get in the door so like in jedi they first get in the door there's that little eyeball thing yeah and then C-3PO and R2 walk in, and then, like, um, this, like, spider with, like, a brain on the bottom of it walks by. Those act- They actually gave those characters, like, names and canon. They have na- they've named everything in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Because then they can sell pop figures of them. <laughs> hey, Greg, tell us again the name of the skull that Luke picks up and uses to smash the uh, control panel to kill the Rancor. Oh, jeez, I don't—I'm not going to remember that. Wait, but. the skull has a name too? The skull has a name and a backstory. Uh, when you guys are Holy talking crap. about something that I don't care about, I'll look it up. <laughs> wow. Um, That's impressive. So anyway, the, yeah, the, the trailer I thought looked really good. I loved that opening. Uh, the characterization was good. I like. I kind of liked the take different take on the sitting around the table and like talking to the other crime bosses thing. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a nod to Django Fett. Did you catch that? I don't know that I... Well, tell me what you're talking about. The helmet. The helmet falling on the ground and a bunch of coins falling out of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was almost exactly the same shot of Django Fett's head. Rolling. His helmet. Yeah. His head flies out, actually, if you look closely. But... So that looked really good. And the other trailer I saw was Morbius. And it's the living vampire. It's in the Spider-Man... It's probably more in the Venom Carnage-verse. You can tell... I think before we started recording, you were talking about like uh, color grading on that movie that you watched. Uh, this has that same kind of blue hue that that Venom has and some of Carnage mm-hmm. had, and it looks kind of interesting. Um, did you guys see that one, the the Morbius trailer? I, I saw. Uh, like I have a, not seen the most recent one. I saw like a clip on one of the social media sites somewhere. I think. Okay. So it does look cool, for sure. It. I mean, I'm game. Bit low curve. Yeah, it's uh, it looks interesting. Like it's of course a you know doctor that needs to find a cure for something, which is the story in the comics too. He goes and does some craziness to get cured, and it of course turns him into a living vampire. And I'm wondering if they're how far they're going to go. Like, is it going to be like a Jekyll and Hyde thing where he when he's in the vampire and he kind of loses control, he's a bad guy, and then when he's a doctor, he's a good guy, but. That's a very hard sell if you're gobbling up like a busload full of nuns, and then, but also, <laughs> I'm a good guy at times too. <laughs> so it's a very delicate balance to to walk, which I kind of interested in. Well, now that you say that, I I thought, and I could be wrong, 
because it's it's hard to tell like what you're seeing in in 30 seconds or whatever but it did appear at one point maybe i'm wrong that he he did have a jekyll and hyde kind of thing but maybe that was just the impression i got from because you know they they nailed the face the sequence i'm referring to is when they first talk about him being found on like a boat that washed up ashore and they show these like soldiers walking around and getting taken out one by one but there's no verification that they're back they're not just regular everyday good guy soldiers and that's a really hard sell to have your hero chewing on soldiers and then being a good guy so we'll see i'm interested i'm intrigued in both all right excellent it's a bit low by the way it's what Bidlow Quirve. Oh, the character? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Rest in peace, Bidlow Quirve. All right. Any other news, people? Um, well, there is some news. <clears throat> there is news of the Florida variety. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, yeah. Florida man, he does some things. And um, this this week's was a little weird because I have to say that I'm it's it's kind of like not only was he stupid, but the the results were stupid, too. So, all right. So Florida man robs a Waffle House with finger guns. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah. So in Madison, Florida, a man was jailed for improvising during an alleged robbery at a Waffle House. He came in. Uh, this is 28-year-old Edward William Rodriguez of Madison. And he walks in and t- made pointer guns with his hands. And, and said, and I quote, get on the ground, y'all are getting robbed. Holding his hands <laughs> in a gun-like look. You know, with the, I'm like, really? And people bought that shit? And... That's acting right there. <laughs> I know! He, he totally sold that. He... And it, it says, witnesses told deputies that Rodriguez entered the Waffle House with a small dog pointed his hands into finger guns and yelled, get on the ground, y'all are getting robbed. <laughs> he was high and drunk, big surprise. <laughs> and the only thing he took from the store was napkins. To clean his finger guns. Yeah. Or the he, dog made a or the dog made a poopy outside. <laughs> he took napkins. Which are free, by the way. <laughs> And left the store. <laughs> he went home and he was had, like, I have so much cash. And then he pulled it out of his pocket and was like, God damn it. He, <laughs> I did it again. So here's here's the other part where I'm confused. Is, Wait, can, we, can we pause? I have some concerns about the dog. <laughs> just, the, just yeah, the, the dog doesn't really get mentioned later. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. But he went home, apparently. The police found him there. And he... And, um, he admitted to robbing the restaurant of its napkins. So he's being charged with unarmed robbery and assault. 
Who did he fucking assault? <laughs> I don't... Well, assault, assault is making a threat. Yeah, assault... A battery is physical. Assault is the threat of battery. Or harm. So if, he, so if you say, I'm going to shoot you... I, I mean, there is... It, With my cor- finger gun! Okay, if you say I'm going to shoot you, the, the actual court case will be, do, does the person that they said that to feel like that person has the ability at that time to shoot, shoot them? Right. I would, I would think that that's an easy one to sidestep in this case. Being as he had no actual weapon, that was like... Maybe holding... he's a, a mutant, and he's got the... That power. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where, what was the... Um... What was the store? What was it? A store? What was, like? What kind of establishment? Hold on, wait. You don't remember? Take a guess. What 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 place do you think it would possibly be that has napkins and that type of crap would happen? Uh, I assume it was like a Wendy's or something like that. Close. Starts I, with a W. I, yeah. I, I, Wawa. Nope. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House. That's right. Well. <laughs> Who hasn't robbed a waffle house? But, but you got to take the syrup craft, but, right? But this is why I'm asking, because if I'm sitting like... All he took was napkins. <laughs> which he, he could have just walked in and taken them. That's so stupid. But if I'm sitting back further in the restaurant and I hear that, I'm I'm legitimately thinking it's happening. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. Yeah, but that's if assault. You, but if you look up and see some jackass standing there with his arm extended and his hand in the shape of a gun... Sure, of course. Uh, Are you going? No. Oh my god. Yeah, and a Pomeranian under his arm. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. No, really? Of course. But I'm Get saying if you here. can't see him and you hear that, then you think that it's a legit thing. But of course, there's a guy with finger guns. <laughs> Good work. Anyway, uh, okay, t- t- talk him out there, Rob. Tell everyone that he has made Florida Man of the Week is what I'm getting at. Oh, 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 oh. Well, okay. Play him uh, off. Play him off. There Mr. Rodriguez, you are, in fact, this week's Florida Man. WTF. Welcome to Florida. Uh, speaking of Florida people, uh, we have some Florida people in our chat room for patrons only. And they do Dude. ridiculous shenanigans all the time such as get in fights and get bloodied or no he didn't get in a fight i don't even know what that was he said it was an accident uh Uh what i miss he he told me he was he was driving on like one i think it was like one of those souped up souped up golf carts and it hit a divot and came to an abrupt stop Ooh. uh i believe that crashed a golf cart (laughs) that's our next florida man of the week but anyway our patrons uh they are fun people they do cool things well and ridiculous things and they chat in our patron-only chat, as well as get to know a bunch of stuff about what we are doing on the show, and they see trailers, and we talk about things, and there's a bunch of other benefits that you can find out at patreon.com slash giveme5podcast. It really helps the show, and there's, of course, higher levels that help the show even more, and we love all of our patrons, and love would like them to stay away from moving vehicles. For their own safety. And, and quarterbacks for the Packers. At least for mm. a couple weeks. Yeah. Watch out for the COVIDs. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Adriana. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's... Uh, what were we Real quick, quick, quick Patreon patron question. Who's, oh. um, do we know who's our next birthday episode patron? I think, like, all of our birthdays were, like, in the same month. We have to figure it out. 
Hmm. Okay. So I hope that I I'm think, not the next birthday. I think Scott's is the is the only one that's not in that group of people. Because Scott's was last month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so our patrons' parents got got busy a couple, you know, nine months and I don't know, like what, twelve, thirteen months ago. But anyway, <laughs> what are we talking? What are we talking about uh, first? Shenanigans. You guys um, both saw another whatever it's called, so you'll talk. Let's do that one last. Why? Why don't we have? Why don't we have Omar work his way through uh, a little bit of Shameless? Tell us what yeah. you love about that show so much, Omar. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, there's a great Showtime show called Shameless. Um, episode, uh, season one was back in 2011, and season 11 was just released on. Um, Netflix. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about. So it's like as far as like specific details, there's there's way too much. But the basic premise is there's uh, this family, the Gallagher family. They live in the South Side of Chicago. Um, for those of you who don't know, South Side is a it's a tough area. Um, the dad is a, an alcoholic. If if you real quick, if you guys remember, the South Side of Chicago is where that one dude from from bad, the white bad. Leroy Brown? No, no. Well, in reference the that I'm giving is from a White Sox game about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago where two drunk dudes, a father and son, ran onto a field shirtless because they were mad at the first base coach and beat him up on the field. Okay. Mm. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Yeah. and Checks it, out. <laughs> they, had, they were of the greasy-haired, faint mustache type, shirtless, mm. father and son. Yeah. So gotcha. That, that's pretty much, I guess, it fits. Well, so the show, again, Southside, right? It follows um, six siblings and their father, played by William H. Macy, who is, um, I mean, he's there, but like just a complete selfish, alcoholic, drug addict, you know, dirtbag. Um, and the mother appears, you know, in, in later seasons, but... The basic idea is the oldest sister takes care of these kids in this house and all the crazy adventures they go through. Um, it is the the thing the thing about the show is it the, the the stuff that happens is so crazy. So sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's really kind of sad and heartbreaking. Um there's a little bit of everything in it, and you just get sucked into this world. The acting is so fantastic. That you just get pulled into these stories, uh, that the the like William H Macy, for example. I know him from a lot of other things, and he's one of those actors. Like when you see him, you know his name, you know who he is. He's so good in this that I find myself hating him and angry and yelling at my television, and then I have to step back and be like, "Okay, Omar, it's a TV show, and you know that's an actor, but he's so good that you just forget that he's William H Macy. Like it's it's really amazing." Um. The coolest thing about it, one of the coolest things about it is there's all these like schemes and things that that will like will happen to them and the way that they go about getting out of them, the way that they go about like maneuvering to to like figure it out and it's basically just like this family struggling to survive. Um if you haven't seen it or even haven't heard of it, I highly highly recommend it. It does as the seasons go on, what I've noticed around season, I want to say maybe nine, eight, maybe 
it gets a little bit I'll use the free and not this extreme, but a little bit with the like a jump the shark kind of attitude. Like it gets, it, they keep having to, each season, of course, has to one up the one before it. So things get a little bit kooky, but, but overall, I'm still, I'm still watching it. I haven't given up on it. Um, it's not that bad where you can't watch it, but, um, it's, it's excellent. Highly recommended. Um, give it a shot. Give it two episodes. Give it, give yeah. even one episode. Just try it. And, and if you don't, if you're not into it, it's no big deal. The other cool thing about it is the the kids in the show, in, in the first season, they're really young. Like the oldest one is the daughter. She's, I think she's still in high school. And then the youngest is, he's a, a baby basically. Um, and then you 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 see them grow up as the show goes on. It it's it's really it's that's that's an interesting aspect of it too. Um, one of the interesting things this is this was not done on purpose. One of the characters who um, in the first two seasons is like the main like boyfriend of the of the main sister of the older sister is uh, Justin Chatwin, who is also in the show Another Life, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, great actor, very very cool. Oh. Joan Cusack is in this. Um, Steve Howie, who I've seen in other things, and I can't completely remember like I think the first time I ever saw him was on that show Reba if you guys remember that um, fantastic I the show I never watched it yeah I remember seeing that for for some reason I saw him on there and then when I saw him on here I I, um, I recognized him such a funny character great great like, just hilarious character he's not that bright but like just a super good guy he kind of stands out in the show um, anyway so, so do you feel like a bad person if you watch too many of these episodes back to back <laughs> and I I ask this because um, Always Sunny, which I love. Um, I used to put it on at work when I was when I was working on stuff on my second monitor. But in a workday, thirty minute episodes, you could you know do seven to eight episodes at a time. And by the time I'm like to the sixth episode, I started feeling like I was a terrible person. That's funny because I'm also a a frequent binger of Always Sunny. I love it. That's like one of my top three favorite shows. But just like my top fives, I have like nine of them. Um, and no, I don't. I But I don't feel like a bad person with Always Sunny either. The stuff that I think is funny, I just think, all right, well, that's funny. Um, and then... not that, No, it's not that I'm offended. Mm-hmm. It's that if I watch too much, I start being like, okay, that's fair. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not. And it's not even an offense thing. Sometimes I laugh at things and I go... And, and, my, and then like I'll, I'll think to myself like, wow. That was a lot. <laughs> like whatever, whatever <laughs> thing they just did, it's like just wow. And this, it's the same thing with Shameless. Like some of the stuff that happens is just like okay, like wow. You need to watch a whole bunch of that show and then go into like a dark room that's illuminated with like a neon cross and flog yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that's a good point. It is. Uh, it's a totally different vibe than Always Sunny, but but it is. But I see that's actually a good point. It's comparable in the sense that um, you know it's not strictly a comedy; it's more of like a comedy drama. Oh, okay. But um, gotcha. but it it is the same kind of idea with like the outlandish things that happen in the schemes and like the characters are just such pieces of crap. Not all of them, but the ones that are are like unbelievable. 
like I'll, I go back to the William H Macy character, and he he um, in an episode I just saw in season nine or whatever nine or ten. I'm I think I'm on ten now. Um, one of the children like says that they're moving away, and he's like, I mean, I can't get into it too much because it's kind of a big spoiler. But he's the the basic <laughs> the the. Well, no, I mean, I mean, he just took us all the way down that path just to turn away. I mean, the he's like, hey, come down here and look at this sheet that's covering what's behind the hallway. Excellent. Now let's go. He just Al Capone vaulted us. (laughs) I just wanted to show you the sheet. I didn't say I was going to uncover it. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, his basic thing is like, okay, and then the and then the then the 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 the. But it's so like I can't like the the entire scene is just so kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's the main the main sister that raises them. She decides that she's gonna leave. And she like raised those kids. Like you've gone on this journey with them for like nine seasons. And he's like, Oh, thanks for like helping out. And she's like, Helping out? You were drunk and high or in jail or in the hospital the whole time. I I'm the one who did it. And he's like, Yeah, whatever. And she's like, Alright, I'll see you around, Frank. Because they don't even call him dad. They call him Frank. And he's like, eh, probably not. And that was it. Like, he didn't even give a fuck. And the, but, oh, the, but the way that it's acted, like, it's very, like, somber. And you're like, holy shit. And every season, there's, like, four of those or more incidences like that with Frank. Where he just is this, like, brutal, like... It, it's unbelievable. It's It really is. It's, like, sh- it's like shocking. But... After a while, you think, well, I'll get used to all of his bullshit. But you don't. Every time, it's like newly, some other newly shocking thing. It's it's very, very good. And no, I don't I don't feel bad about myself. <laughs> Maybe I should. Now I gotta go, I gotta go buy a diary. <laughs> a journal. It's a journal when you're older and not a dude. It's not a, for it's me. A it's gonna have a unicorn on it, a lock and everything. Yeah, the lock in the shape of a heart. <laughs> You have one too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll send you a link on Amazon. Thanks, I appreciate uh, it. So I'm going to talk about George Lucas. Uh, Tell us a little I, bit about George Lucas. Never heard of him. I was a huge Star Wars fan as a kid. I came out. You don't say. Same. I came out at the same time as Star Wars came out, 1977. <laughs> uh, Ew! Uh, you knew early on, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was a biography about George Lucas. It was written, uh, it's called George Lucas, a life. It was written, uh, and came out December 6th, uh, 2016. So it's been out for a little while and written by Brian J. Jones. Uh, he also wrote one of my, uh, favorite like movie or celebrity. I don't know what you'd want to say, like director biographies about Jim Henson. And it was, that was also fantastic. I'll give a little bit of, of synopsis. It's kind of long cause it's a book, but. Uh, on May 25th, 1977, a problem-plagued, budget-straining, independent science fiction film opened in a mere 32 American movie theaters, conceived, written, and directed by a little-known filmmaker named George Lucas, the Moo. The movie, originally called The Star Wars, quickly drew blocks-long lines, bursting box office records and ushering in a new way for movies to be made, marketed, and merchandised. It is now one of the most adored and su- successful movie franchises of all time. Uh, this basically tells the story of him from a kid all the way up to the sale of Lucasfilm uh, and Star Wars to Disney. Uh, 
rather than just kind of recounting everything in the book, I kind of just like, do you remember the time period when Star Wars was just dead? Like in the eighties, like the late eighties. Well, just nobody talked about it. It wasn't well, fresh. Well, anymore. it was like the late eighties, early nineties, and then I think it was like ninety three or ninety four where they started putting out the VHS box sets again. Yep. But so, but like, is it dead or is it just like kind of forgotten? You couldn't because you they didn't. It add... was out of the zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, they just didn't out release of there. anything new. Like I, re- I loved Star Wars. I remember you know playing in the snow, playing Empire Strikes Back, and all that stuff. And then it was, like, you couldn't really get anything. And, like, every once in a while, some kid that you'd be, like, you'd be hanging out with them. And they'd be like, oh, this is, my brother gave me this Darth Vader toy. And, it, you know, you'd be like, ah, I can't play with that. We're playing G.I. Joe, you know, that kind of thing. I remember that I had the, I used the little Lego antennas as lightsabers. Because you couldn't oh, really funny. get that that kind of toy. And then, of course, they started releasing the, the VHSs again. Uh, the books helped a lot. Um, the Heir to the Empire series, like, came out, and then the comic as well, the, um, it was like Dark Shadows or something, and then video games, and it just really kind of kept it alive just enough to where it became a very good idea to, I guess, you know, do the, the remakes and the, or the edits and the prequels and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, like, you don't really think much, you think about it on your side, where you don't go to the store and see Star Wars on pepsi cans and cereal boxes and all that stuff and you see star wars toys showing up in clearance bins and all that stuff but you don't think about it on like the other side and the book is really interesting because it takes you through a lot of like what's going on you know like right as he was deciding to build up lucas ranch he basically goes through a giant divorce and all of the sales fall off because no new movies no new toys so you know like kenner's sales basically went from uh, I forget the exact numbers, but it, it was split in half uh, in, like, one year. So this is, is that time, that. like the late 80s or whatever it was? Uh, like, 85, 86, okay. when, like, so Jedi came out in 83, right. and, like, in 84, there was, like, a couple cartoons, like Ewoks or jo- droids or whatever. Yeah, I would have and, thought they would have at least survived until about 86, 87. Yeah, so it was right around there, 87, 88, that stuff really started, like, tapering down. But... So the book is really interesting. It shows that. It obviously shows how he got stuff made, his early movies and things like that. They're obviously, Indiana Jones is a big part of this as well. Uh, it shows a flawed genius. It's I liked it a lot because it didn't just kiss his butt. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like, he did this, and in this case, he was wrong, and it failed. But he didn't really care much about the money, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, there was little bits here and there that, like, little facts that I thought that, was interesting like he had a dog named indiana and it was a malamute and it would make and it would ride around in his passenger seat when he was working in star wars so indiana not only did the name become indiana well smith at the time it was indiana smith before it became indiana jones it also became the idea for chewbacca so it was Whoa. just little things like that that i thought were kind of cool uh he got a i mentioned he was getting a divorce in 1983 he was also working on another movie, and I know I've told Rob this, but I don't think I told Omar. Uh, he was he felt like he had his heart ripped out by his ex-wife because it came as a surprise because he didn't really know how to, I think, read people, especially when it comes to love, as you can probably understand from watching the love scenes in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so he like was surprised and insisted that there was a scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where someone gets their heart ripped out. And when Steven Spielberg was like, that's kind of a little dark. He's like, it stays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I will rip yours out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kalima. That's interesting. So that that's a and you did. I remember what you 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 told us that. Um it's it's like a literal you know, on-screen literal um metaphor, I guess, for his for how he felt. That's that's crazy. It's really I'm I'm fascinated by how people get their ideas and like how like interesting creative ideas are born, like the dog yeah. named Indiana with the Chewbacca and all that or like the heart ripped out. That stuff that's mm-hmm. that stuff's fascinating to me. I would imagine this book is like filled with stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm really upset that I forget it, but he was, you know, talks about why he decided to make the prequels. Like there was a certain moment when he was working on something else that he was like, "Yeah, I should probably go back and do the prequels." Uh there he had, you know, the sale to Disney is a big deal, obviously. Sure. And it was proposed to him a little less than a year before, and he's like, nah, I'm going to be fine. And then he did that movie Red Tails, which looked interesting to me because I, I always thought that old war movies, like being able to do the dog fights and stuff with modern technology would be cool. Mm-hmm. And it bombed badly and wasn't very good from what I heard. In fact, I really wanted to see it and never did, and it was just one of those things that fell off my radar. I'm exactly and the same way. It looked. I thought it looked very cool. It apparently was not. <clears throat> Uh, and then he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm out, I'm done directing. And that's, you know, he sold to Disney basically. <laughs> like so it, that was his way of retiring. Like, is that what it is? He was just done pretty much. He's made, he did make one other movie, which is like an animated movie, which Rob, did you ever see it? It was like something about magic. Like I, it came out in like 2011 or something. And I, I never heard of it. It was like. Like just magic in general, or uh, I can look it up. Uh, it was called Strange Magic. Oh, Strange Magic! That's the one. Isn't that the one with um, um, uh, Sandra Bullock? Uh, it was a animated film. So. Sandra Bullock. That's oh. Practical Magic. Oh, Practical Magic. Yeah. Oh, Strange Magic. Is that the one with the um, the the little fairies that ride like hummingbirds and shit? I believe so. Yes. Um, starring the voices of... It's based on A Midsummer's Night Dream, starring Alan Cumming, Evan Rachel Wood, Kristen Chenoweth, um, Maya Rudolph, wow. and Alfred Molina. Wow. I never... Uh, I heard that it was boring. <laughs> and not very magical. Okay. But, you know, it's it just shows... Like, it shows that people have flaws. You know, it's not everyone is going to make everything wonderful, except for me. <laughs> but... I think the book is really good. I think it's it's just a good. It's very interesting to see the interactions between him and Spielberg and Coppola. Uh, very interesting to hear about the inner workings of stuff that, like, we uh, let's be honest, nerds tend to deify George Lucas. So it's good to see him in a personal level. You know, we there was a lot of things that he wanted to be able to do that the little town he lives in the like rural town that he lives in, in California where Lucas, um, Skywalker where, ranch, Sky, Skywalker ranch was not skinwalker. Like, ranch. <laughs> yes. Skinwalker ranch is where we're definitely not going to murder Omar. <laughs> totally going to murder Omar. Skywalker ranch is where he, Lucas was trying to put in like an ILM 
uh, facility, and it didn't uh, happen. There is the end of the book is basically um, him trying to figure out a, like a place to build like a museum, and it was supposed to happen. Uh, the Presidio, the Presidio area of San Francisco or Oakland. I know you lived out there, like where I, uh, ILM and LucasArts is like right there, like where, mm-hmm. um, where the Presidio building used to be. And there was a large area that was like a parking lot. They were thinking about putting this thing in there and it didn't work out. And then he was like, okay, I'll do it in Chicago. And that didn't work out. So, um, I, that's as of 2016. I don't know if he uh, did actually built the museum, but it'd be cool to see some of these original models and things. So I enjoyed it. If you like Star Wars and biographies and that stuff, you would enjoy it too. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also long as hell. I think it's like 500 pages, but mm. it was a good, it was a very, and the reader for Audible was excellent. Nice. Take us out with your fancy TV show that I've never seen. You really should watch it. You'd probably like it. But the TV show that we are discussing is the Netflix series Another Life. Season 2 was just released on October 14th of 2021. And the series does star Katie Sackhoff as the lead character. Um, You probably remember her as Starbuck from the Battlestar Galactica remake. Yay. <laughs> it's also got uh, Samuel Anderson, AJ Rivera, J.R. Tanako, Justin Chatwin, uh, who we spoke about in the other the other TV series Shameless. that Omar was talking about. Elizabeth Faith Ludlow, Helen King, Alexander Elling, Lena Renna, Blue Hunt, Alex Ozerov, Tongai Chirisa? Not Chirizo. Chirisa? Jake Abel, Dylan Casey, Selma Blair. And the 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 brief synopsis is that astronaut Nico Breckenridge and her young crew face unimaginable danger as they go on a high-risk mission to explore the genesis of an alien artifact. I will say that that season two really kind of pulled me in a whole lot faster than season one did. But that that may be a result of kind of where they left off in season one. They, and by by the end of season one, I was already completely invested in the show, and I couldn't wait for it to come back. Um, season two just kept that going. It was it was really good. Uh, season two, I I would say moved a little bit faster. It felt like it had it had more consequences, like their decisions actually mattered and shit. Um, it was a little confusing at times, but I mean, when you're dealing with an alien race that nobody really understands and has the capability to open wormholes for travel and you wonder why they just don't dominate the galaxy, that's not to be, you know, unexpected. The The story kept me engaged. It got a little convoluted once the crew got back to Earth. And I think that's because they were they were splitting it up into like three different stories. Um the story of the Akaya, the story of the people on Earth, and then the story of Nico, who had basically sacrificed herself so that her crew could get back to Earth. Um, I'm sorry, Omar, I may have just blown that for you. No, 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 I, um, I've, I've, I'm past that. Oh, okay. I remember right. now, I remember the... <clears throat> one. I think, without spoiling anything, the reason that you're saying it's so disjointed when it gets there, because there's, there's so much background stuff going on 
Right. There's background stuff, and then there's essentially three different stories taking place. But ultimately, it's a rewarding watch. The The resolution was a little um, Independence Day, if you will. But given the setup and the explanation, I mean, you can kind of forgive them for it. It kind of works, I guess. I do like that they wrapped it up. Because so often you get these series that leave you on a cliffhanger and then they get canceled. And you're like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that they left you in a good place. It Just in case it doesn't get renewed. Now, I'm not sure whether or not that bodes well or ill for the series. You know, if they wrapped it up thinking that there was a chance they wouldn't get renewed or... If it bodes well, because, you know, maybe they'll go on and tell another another better story. Um, I'll say that there's there's a lot of decent CGI, and it seems to have a great production value for a streaming show. Yeah, it looks... Omar, how, how far along are you in this? Now? It looks great. I'm, I'm, um... I'm, like, at least halfway through season two now. Um... So I'm I'm close, you know, I'm getting there. I don't I don't know what how the season how season 2 wraps up, but um it's it 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 looks it looks very good. And you're right, the production values it's is is high. Um I like the different locations when they go to like different places. I think they do a mm-hmm. good they do a they do an interesting job of that. And I also like that um Again, I'm I have I'm not toward the end to the end yet, so I might be saying something that's incorrect. But I the Akaya are the for the for those of you that haven't seen it, the Akaya are the uh the aliens. They're the ones who bring mm-hmm. this artifact to Earth. Correct. And it's kind of like Earth is dying and they're offering to fix it. And they can fix everything. They're just asking for a lot essentially. They're just asking for uh, allegiance. They're asking for humans to be subjugated to them, right? Essentially. So, but uh, they they do a good job of at the beginning. We don't know what they are, right? Then we're like, okay, we see some things. The the that as you're watching the show and you're like, wow, they're capable of so much. That's amazing. Why are they offering us all this shit? Yeah, but then you but return. then you find out some more stuff and you're like, "Whoa, they're like really evil." <laughs> yeah. But then but then see like I without having seen the the end of the 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 season, it it's still a mystery to me. Cuz they keep kind of like going back and forth and it's not it doesn't feel like it's in a deliberate way. It doesn't feel like I'm it feels and, like the story's unfolding, not like they're trying to, like, trick me. And the problem that Nico's crew is dealing with is that they've encountered the truth behind the Akaya, and they know, you know, what their intentions are. They've seen what the Akaya have done to other planets, and they're trying to get that information back to Earth so that Earth doesn't make these arrangements and basically tie themselves to the Akaya because nothing good comes from it. Right. And... They're trying to get back to warn everybody so that they don't get taken in by the Akaya. 
and the Akaya are basically chasing them across the across the galaxy and trying to stop them from getting back. And then, of course, they discover the secret or the weakness to the Akaya, and they have to get that information back. But since the Akaya have already almost kind of taken over Earth, they've kind of installed themselves in, like, high places, they're doing their best to suppress the information of their weakness. So once the crew gets back, then they have this whole... This whole... um a whole new set of challenges to face with the Akaya trying to block them and, and at every turn and not let the information get out. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Wrap- <laughs> that was a good wrapping, wrapping up. Um, it's good. It's, it's, if you're a sci-fi fan, I highly recommend it. Um, I like that. I, I, I will say that season one, had a little bit more of a darker, almost horror feel to it. And season two had a lot more of a sci-fi slash, uh, like, next-gen feel to it. That's fair. That's fair. What Would you compare this to any, what, uh, some uh, some other show? Or or movie, or whatever? Because um, I can't think of anything that I would say, like, oh, this reminds me a lot of Blank. I would kind of... Care Bears Adventure in Wonderland? Yeah. <laughs> a- aliens meet Star Trek. Ooh. Um, aliens meet Star Trek. That's good. Yes. That's very good. I get that. That makes sense. All right. I like it. That's a good way to put it. Aliens meet Star Trek. Ooh. Which one's the better? Yeah. Aliens or Star Trek? Aliens. Yeah. I love Star Trek, but I would have to say Aliens. Yeah, it's probably Aliens. But I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of both. I do Although the luster is off the alien uh uh franchise property. Yeah, the uh, alien franchise, yes. Why? For after but what if you only took it as one and two. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uh, alien and aliens. Right, but so you mean after that, like everything else is no good? Is that what you're saying? I think it went from being something that in the movies, you didn't see the aliens very much, and it was more suspenseful. You know, you did eventually, but I think that they got overused in other properties. I don't think. I don't think was it Resurrection. I don't think that one was terrible. The that was a one, fun action movie. Yeah, I don't think the fourth one was terrible. the The last one that Sigourney Weaver was in. I got carded for that movie. Did, did you really? really? I was like. Tw- I was like 22, 23. <laughs> I got carded. Was like, then they you. had a couple of the uh, Aliens versus uh, Predator ones, and those were not good. And they, they could have been. They so could have been, fan, like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And they just they just weren't. No, the first two, of so, course, by far, you're right, are superior. I mean, there's no, it's not even close. And and Aliens is routinely put up there as as the sh- one of the shining examples of when the sequel is actually better than the original. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's up there with Godfather 2 and all that. Terminator 2 yeah. and Terminator 2 is so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're we're done, right? Nice short episode. For now, Greg. For now. For now. Yeah. Editing is going to be fun and easy. Uh just like Rob. Just like oh. Mm. You said it before me. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to edit that out. But I'm not cheap. It's true. It's true. Uh, if you want to contact us to get Rob's phone number, you can email us at <laughs> gimme5podcast at gmail.com. We have a whole bunch of 
other stuff available on Give Me Five Podcast. Or you could just become a patron and have access to Rob 24-7. That's true. That is true. Via our patron-only chat, which I've said three times in this episode. Uh, we also have a bunch of the socials. Search Give Me Five Podcast to find any of them. It's always spelling out the five. It's not that hard. Just F-I-V-E if you have a problem with that. Don't don't type the number. That's not... too much work, Greg. <laughs> I can't do it. We're not doing your Twitter speak. We, you know, use the number two instead of the word two. No, that's we don't do that here on the Give Me Five podcast. Spell it out. Don't you emoji me? Exactly. <laughs> and of course, we also have a lovely store. Give Me Five Podcast.threadless.com. There are shirts. There are phone cases. There are mugs. There is a bathroom mat with all sorts of Give Me Five podcast branded items. That's all I got to say to you people. We should get Give Me Five Squatty Potties <laughs> to go with the bathroom rug. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Oh, Give Me Five Shower Curtain. That would look good. Like in we really... do have one. We, we do have one. Shower Curtain? It's on the website. Really? Yeah. Jackass? Yeah. I should. Get it. Make and, it happen. And, and the logo. Shower Curtain. And the logo will hide all of the naughty bits in a tawdry manner. That's, fucking... <laughs> That's awesome. Tawdry. <laughs> Like, I walk in and be like, is that a naked Romanian behind that logo? I'll never just tell. There's me with a, my, my <laughs> finger over my mouth, you know, just, the, just my pointer finger, like, mm. exactly. Actually, I kind of pictured Omar in that pose where he's got, like, the arm across his across his nipples, and then he's got one arm tucked down, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. His legs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> kind of showing his butt, like, oh, no, look away. Yeah. <laughs> How could you make it in? How, how did you know to come in here other than the note I left on the door? <laughs> With the exact time, date, and place. <laughs> yeah. And my text message that said, just come in. Oh, my God. That's funny. And the location of my key. And the door was open. No, please don't look. <laughs> Keep looking. Please. <laughs> and the neon arrow. <laughs> yes. Okay. Take us out of here. Say, someone say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. Later. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you on Monday for our review of the movie that I don't remember the name of that Rob picked. What is it? Shit, no, I don't remember. <laughs> was uh the what dark or whatever dark was the night? Dark, dark was the night. That's it. Yeah, dark was the night. A lumberjack horror movie that I haven't watched yet, which is why I don't remember the name. had nothing to do with lumberjack that's a shame interesting but <laughs> that was the one thing Greg it was wanted. a solid movie okay. i was like holy shit this movie is actually go. pretty good we gotta go we do bye why don't we just talk about the movie